It's time to light it up. My name is Matt Hallisey, and welcome to the Sales Cheat Code Podcast, the only sales podcast where we learn how to effortlessly land more clients than you can handle by doing the exact opposite of what we were taught to do. How do we do this? By not provoking people to give us objections, because what we're doing reminds them of all the other pushy salespeople they've had try to sell them using the same tired tactics that they learn from mainstream sales trainers. Instead, we introduce you to the sales cheat code, the instinctive reactions deeply programmed inside all of us that make people automatically want to buy from us. The crazy thing is, you don't need to have any talent or experience to enjoy these results. You just have to know the cheat code. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sales Cheat Code Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hallisey. And again, if you didn't know that, well, it's in the show notes. Not too much, not too hard to do there. Today, we're going to talk about a topic, an attraction cheat code that is pretty fun. And it really works best. And you don't always use every attraction cheat code all the time. But this one really works best when you have somebody with a direct competitor, similar market share, and somebody that when, they, when you just even say their name, they get all riled up. And they don't want to lose to it. Today we're going to talk about an attraction cheat code called competition. And this one's great. This one, it's the easiest one to stoke. It's the easiest one to get people just animated and emotional and ready to act. Now, in the last week's episode, we talked about um, in the recession, like the Great Recession, whatever years you want to put on it, how you know, they would, they would basically, these companies, these investment firms would sell mortgage bonds and then some of them realized they were toxic and they ended up selling insurance products called credit default swaps. And most of the banks said, no, we're not going to touch those at all because we know we're going to lose, you know, if, he's, if we're wrong, like we don't even have the ability to measure the risk on those. So like, why would we do that? But if we're wrong, we're going to get screwed. So there's really no reason to do it. Um, outside of greed, but even then you don't have any measurable numbers to define why you're doing it. What happened is word got around Wall Street that they finally found a bank that would do them and they were funding an insane number amount of insurance products, like a ridiculous amount. And so all of a sudden, these greedy people on Wall Street, and face it or not, whether you like Wall Street or not, there's greedy people on Wall Street, started realizing we're going to be left behind. We get this FOMO, fear of missing out. And they realize, like, if we don't do it, we're just going to lose money. And I remember even before then, I was working in a, in a, in a in the banking industry. And this was like, gosh, 04, 05, somewhere around there. And they were just doing mortgages like crazy. They were doing liar loans. And at the time, we call them liar loans. They were called um, stated income loans. That's the nice way of saying it. So like you take a mortgage application and you tell somebody I make a million dollars and they're like, all right, that's cool. I believe you. And they don't ask for pay stubs. And the reason is because a whole bunch of other places were asking for pay stubs. And so I remember asking some of the people, I'm like, like, really, we're doing loans? Like somebody could just tell you what they make and you just take their word for it and you're going to throw, you're going to wire like six figures, mid to high six figures off their word? Really? And I remember the answer I got was very, very clear. They said, well, if we don't, blankety-blank competitor, 
they're going to do it as well. And we're just not going to, and they're going to get all the business and we're not. And I just was thinking like, that's a really stupid way of going about things. And it was like one of the senior ups in the senior higher ups in the company. So I'm not going to like embarrass myself and, and say that to them. But I'm like, that's really stupid. Like you're doing it for jealousy. Like really? You're doing it because your competition's doing it. So if your competition jumps off a cliff, you're just, you're going to, there's no company left. Like it's just going to be no companies out there. You're just going to jump off with them. Like you don't have any sense of like having your own way of making decisions. Like you're just going to follow the herd really. But what's crazy is that's how people do it, right? Any place you go, it's, it's, it's similar to what we're talking. There's a similarity to the attraction cheat code that we called social proof that people look to others when they're uncertainly on a path to take, they're going to take the path that the group, the, the preponderance of the group follows and they're, they're, you know, what the group does and they're going to follow that path. And so with competition, the idea is when you have somebody where there's a direct competitor, like, like if you're, I don't know, if you're Amazon, you don't really have a direct competitor. So it doesn't really work on that level. Like you can't say to Amazon, okay, well, this is what DHL is doing. They don't care. Like they really, or this is what eBay is doing. We don't, we don't care. But if you have, let's say, in, a, in, in an area where there's direct competition in a smaller ecosystem. So let's say that you're in, I don't know, you could say like even New York. You could say like the Jets and the Giants or the Yankees and the Mets. Although if you live in New York, they're probably not equal competitors. But it's like if one, if one company or one organization does something, and it's viewed as successful or probability to be successful, the other companies, they're not starting and saying, okay, well, let's research this as well and see what the numbers are and see if it makes sense for us. They skip all of that. And they just say, well, we're going to do what the other company's doing. And even when it comes to electric cars, like you have Ford and GM and all these companies, and they've made gas cars and SUVs and sedans and sports cars forever. But then Elon Musk comes along and creates Tesla, which I think right now is the highest capitalized, meaning the most valuable car company in, at least in the country, probably the world. And so all of a sudden Ford is like, all right, we're going to make all electric vehicles. Well, I don't really think there's a tremendous amount of, you know, demand for a Ford all electric vehicle right now. Tesla makes them because that's Elon Musk. Like he's not going to make a gas color, gas powered car. That's just who he is. Reed is read biographies about him. There's no way in the world he's going to do it. This goes against his ethos. So, but yet they go into this and I, I bet you they're going to get their butt handed to them. I bet you Ford is going to absolutely take, I mean, get taken to the woodshed on this. And it's almost like Tesla's baiting them into it. I mean, I don't know if that's the case, but if I'm Tesla and I know how to make better electric cars that are faster than any other car, they're cooler than any other car. I've been in a Tesla. They're amazing. They're just so different. And I can bait Ford into spending billions of dollars in R&D to make a car that, let's face it, if you're buying a Ford, you're probably in the Midwest or in smaller towns or in the Southeast. They're not exactly havens for Teslas. Like, if you live in California where I live, there's Teslas everywhere. My neighbor next, One of my next-door neighbors has a Tesla. It's a cool car. So the question is, what can you do if you have a direct competitor to spur that competition? Think about it. Answer, send me a message, post a comment, and let me know. But this is one of the easiest ways in the world to get somebody to act, is to get them to talk about their competitor and realize that if they don't 
do what you want them to do, but they're going to miss out. Simple as that. So think about that, post a comment, let me know, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us today on the Sales Cheat Code Podcast. You've just taken the crucial step to improve the trajectory of your life, not just in sales, but in every area of your life. The path to your new destiny has only just begun. You're already ahead of 99% of your competition because you've discovered the cheat code to sales and to finally take control of your life and claim your new destiny. Now it's time to cash in. To head over to the salescheatcode.com slash podcast and get started by claiming the killer goodies that I've set aside exclusively for you as a thank you for being a new listener. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to our email list and our YouTube channel so you get our most cutting edge sales cheats sent to you as soon as they're released. Don't wait, do it right now. I can't wait to meet up with you for our next episode and I'll talk to you soon.